Hello and welcome to According to John. Today, uh, today is a requested podcast by uh, some ladies in my church. Yep, that's our favorite topics when people ask us to do it. Yes, and uh, the the question was, hey, pastor, can you do a podcast on sorcery? The occult, yeah. sorcery. Witchcraft. The devil, yeah, the devil gives different names for it uh, to try to uh, divert us away from uh, what's really going on, but... This is a topic that's all around us every day, and starting with <laughs> the Wizard of Oz uh, is soft entrance, making the occult, the world of magic, making yeah. it look, oh, it's innocent, it's fun, it's fantasy, and it kind of starts out there, but it's, uh, it's an entry, it's a segue into something very dark and evil. And here's the crazy thing. As a kid, I enjoyed watching the Smurfs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Papa Smurf, man. Who was cooler than Papa Smurf? Let's yeah. just be honest. <laughs> I remember when I found out where all that came from. It's demonic. It's from this uh, satanic Bible written by Anton LaVey. The Smurfs were right out of there, man. And I had my kids watching it, you know. And I did. I, Oh, man, oh, man, I wasn't so smart. But we hope to uh, educate our audience a little bit. We have studied this out, and uh, it's really not all that complicated. Right. But there's different layers of evil, right. and we'll just kind of show you how Satan always tries to make that which is evil to look right. like it's good. Good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're just yeah. you're listening to me. I'm, I'm listening. To- <laughs> <laughs> and that which is good to look evil. evil. I remember people kind of brought this stuff up to me when I was a new believer I kind of got mad at him I love the Wizard of Oz you know and the, you know the wicked witch of the West I hated her but uh, uh, the good witch of the south yeah or, yeah was it east or east, west or north west. Or, but they it was call, a good witch but there is no such thing right as a good witch right. and that's how it's kind of brought in you know there's right. black magic yeah which is demonic and there's white magic right. which is Except demonic, yeah, but but yeah, yeah, but it's demonic. Yeah, it's palatable. Our yeah, culture yeah. is like, oh well, that's good. That's fancy. You don't want to yeah. take. Well, it's like, like it's like a black lie and a white lie. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What the crap's the difference, man? <laughs> so we don't want to offend anybody, but you, we need to be biblically aware and historically aware yeah. and be protected from yeah. this. And so we're not here to hurt anybody's feelings. Yes, but, we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm a nice guy, John. Come on. You're the listen, mean guy. I'm listen, the nice guy. Those that listen to this junk, I want to get their attention. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. Because, and that was the whole thing with the ladies. They're like, we got friends that we love, and they're a Christian. And that's what, that's yeah. what they're, they're a Christian, but they, they're into all this. And I went, they're not a Christian. Well, they're certainly deceived at best and maybe not a Christian at all. So... God will have to figure it out, but we can, in the meantime, go to the Word of God and find out what sorcery, occult, all of that, what it is from the scriptures. We can look at it historically. We can look at it contemporarily. Is that a word? Contemporarily. (laughs) (laughs) That was a word that kind of got blurred in 1969. I've never gotten it back. Totally. I can't quite say that word since, uh, since Woodstock, you know, but, uh, there's a few words that I got lost in my, <laughs> we're going to look at it in modern times. That's what we're trying to say. That's right. All right. Well, look, let's go to the Lord in prayer because anytime you talk about the devil, you need to 
have the power and the hand of God on you first. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, we went into prayer before we started this, yeah. and we want to pray again because we understand that Satan is powerful. God is all powerful, but don't do not underestimate the power of your enemy. Yeah. We are no match for him. We are not, but he. Oh, there's no match no for match. God. He's yeah. no match for God. Absolutely. You were on that one, John. You get a point. Absolutely. You were, you're on it. Dude, I, I'm, I'm liberal today. I'm giving out <laughs> points. <laughs> I'm okay. not, man. I'm <laughs> you're going to have to earn them today, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm armed. I'm ready to go. Oh, Let's goodness, pray, man. So Lead so us in prayer, John. Let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. Father, we desperately cry out for your hand upon us, Lord, yes. as we expose the enemy, as we talk about the things that, uh, Lord, that you hate, Lord, and uh, but Satan, Father, he does not want us to expose him. He does not want us to bring all this to light. And then, so, Father, we pray your hand upon the podcast, Father, upon the equipment, upon us, and, Lord, upon those who listen. Lord, that you just protect all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, what does the Bible say about sorcery? And and you know the other question is, or what I could really call this, should Christians be involved in sorcery? Mm-hmm. Screaming? No, no, yeah, no. But a, a lot of Christians, no. we've been exposed <laughs> to this. You know, I was exposed yeah. to all this. I'll talk about that in a minute. And we didn't even oh, the, know the what the big it was. thing for us was. Ouija boards. Yeah, we, we didn't know any better. Yeah. You know, you have a holy spirit world, the right. Bible, uh, preaching, prayer, and then you have the unholy spirit world. And that's what all of this is, is the unholy spirit world. And Satan is the father of it all. He's the father of all lies. He's a deceiver. Yep. He's going to make that which is evil look good. Yep. And I remember when I was learning all this, I was a little offended because I liked all this stuff. And yet, as well, I, let's face it, dude. Before Jesus, man, we have an evil spirit. Yeah, because we are. Yeah, it fits. Yeah, the occult fits with our fallen nature. Absolutely, it's mystical. That's what I It's to magical. Say. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's popular. Well, dude, it is fascinating. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, it is. It'll draw you in like a drug. Mm-hmm. This is what Nebuchadnezzar practiced. This is what Pharaoh practiced. This is historic. You have the moving of God in the ancient world, and you have the moving of Satan, and the whole satanic end of how Satan communicates with people, what he offers people, Mm -hmm. how he uses people, and how he rewards people who honor him by seeking him. Uh, That's the battle between God and Satan, good and evil throughout history. And you know what's crazy to me? is you literally see Satan worshipers and they've got the statue up now and they're putting, they actually have sat- satanic clubs, Satan clubs oh, yeah. in schools oh, now. Yeah. And Oh, that's been around for a while. Yeah. yeah. And, and we take the 10 commandments out of the courts, but we put satanic uh, symbols in, symbols in mm-hmm. and, and we pray to Satan now before uh, a business meeting in in the town hall instead of praying to God. Like we, I mean, dude, he is rapidly taking over well that's the prophecy in uh, first timothy chapter four verse one now uh concerning the times of the end i don't know if you can pull that verse up yeah uh, it would be giving heed now the spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines 
of demons, uh, 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 deceiving spirits, uh, demonic spirits, uh, evil spirits. It, it's all the same thing. Yeah, giving but, heed means that you are you are surrendering to them, mm-hmm. and and that's what people are going to do. And they've already. Sp- Started. And they don't even realize when I was flirting around with all this stuff back in the hippie days, because it was a cool thing to do. Right. You know, <laughs> I had no idea. Listen, even dude, what the occult is. Every time I got high, I yeah. experienced Satan. <laughs> you know, I, I remember doing my first LSD oh. in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, summer of 71. And uh, let me tell you, mama told me not to come, <laughs> but I didn't listen to mama. But I had already been exposed to a, a real cute girl, <laughs> Danny, and she got involved in the horoscope and all that and reading every day and what's up and this and the different signs. And I guess I was a Capricorn, she told me. And because, <laughs> hey, I, I, she was hot. And so if I want to be cool with her, I got it. And I messed around with all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and it really, I could see that it was capturing oh, it, her. Well, that, listen, that is the bait that Satan uses, yeah. man. He, that's what, huge. That's huge. It's the, the bait. bait. Mm-hmm. He knows what we like. And then. That's two points for John. Oh, dude, I'm up. I'm in three. Yeah, I did give him one in setup. I gave him yeah. point before we started. So that's three. No, that's four. Just remember me. That's Johnny. four. Just you I'm, gave me, I'm, so you gave me one before the podcast and then you've given me three in the podcast. Well, God will have to keep track of all that. He wrote the book a number, so we'll find out in the end. Four. <laughs> but I remember. But it is the bait. That's, that's the whole thing, man. Whatever. In yeah. and, and the hippies were having a party, and we, was, we, do a, uh, we smoke a joint, drink a couple a bottle of wine, and then they pull out the Ouija boards and all this weird, and then curtains blow, and the windows are shut, and all the weird stuff that people, I don't know if they, if it really happens, but they think it happens. They get, they get scared. And yet it's a, it's a fascinating scared. And mm-hmm. they, it's a scared that they want to have happen again at the next party. Well, because it's intriguing, man. I mean, it's an adrenaline rush. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's so like you're making contact with the supernatural right? world. They don't realize. And I the, didn't realize. And, and the curiosity. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. What's next? Yeah. yeah. And, and so I remember kind of like, it was cool. We did this. And, you know, a lot of times it was just kind of messing around. But then sometimes people would have a paranormal experience that kind of captured them. Like, wow. And, it, and it's intriguing. It's fascinating. I remember my sister getting involved in parapsychology, mental telepathy, astral projection. She did her science project on this when she was in ninth grade. She went on to be valedictorian of her class. This girl's wicked smart, which is a terrible thing to do to a younger brother, yeah. being valedictorian. I've never forgiven her for that. Yeah, and, and she's wicked smart. Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah. So her, her science Isn't it project. funny, but think about how yes. we use the terms. Yeah, we're talking about wicked. So yeah, kind of sucked in. Not sanctified yet. It's wicked smart. My sister is wicked smart. smart. <laughs> so she does a science project, and uh, at the local level, she gets superior. She goes to the district level, gets a superior. Goes to the regional level, gets a superior. Goes to the state level, and if she gets uh, a superior here, she gets a big scholarship to Ohio State University, and so this is a big deal. And she's like 15 years old, and she's bright, and and her her project was 
amazing. So her uh, judge turned out to be a warlock. Ha, ha, ha. They're real. Yeah, they're real. And she, of course, she didn't even really know what a warlock was. He was a, a professor at Ohio State University in the philosophy department. And amazing. Philosophy and the occult kind of tied together in the Not public. kind of. They are. Yeah, completely tied together in the public tax dollar education world. And this is like 1960. Uh, oh my goodness, this is like 1963. This isn't just like recent. This is going back a ways. So he looked at her, the judge looked at her presentation, said, well, you did your homework. He opened her report and thumbed through the bibliology, bibliography, whatever, with the, her resources. <laughs> Boy, I lost a point for that one. And uh, he saw that she had done her homework. This is amazing. He, he just looked at it and he said, I just have one question. He said, do you believe this? And she didn't know what to say. She, and she went into like, well, according to the Case Western Reserve report from 1962 to 1963. No, no, no. He said, I didn't ask what Case Western Reserve thinks. What did their report say? He said, we'll ask it to you one more time. It'll be the last question. Everything rests on your answer on just this one question. Do you believe this stuff? And she didn't say anything. He took her deck of cards, pulled it up, held up a card. She could see the back. He only could see the front. She said, ace of spades. Guess what it was? Ace of spades. Uh, mental telepathy. Pulled up another card. Three of diamonds. Did about seven or eight cards in a row. And she read his mind. There was some connection. And she was shocked. She was scared. She said, quote, as a 15-year-old, I felt ice water go through my veins. Did she experience something paranormal? Yes. yes. And she knew that she did. But she chose, this is huge, she chose not even to answer his question. She turned and ran to the ladies' room, sat in a stall, and she was not a Christian. We were not a Christian family. But she sat in there trembling, and she prayed to a God she did not yet know. She came to know the Lord about twenty, about maybe 15 years later and said, God, this is evil. I want no part of this. Help me. And she went back. She took her whole project and threw it in the trash and uh, got the lowest grade you wow. could get and was glad for it. So I had— Isn't that Dude, I got— whew. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my sister came to Christ, and she's powerful. She walks with God, brought many people to Christ. She's an amazing uh, Christian businesswoman. I'm very proud of her. But, you know, I, I'm saying, and she said, I felt ice water go through my veins. And I'm, I'm thinking, where where did that ice water come from? We, we had grandmothers. Grandma Moser was praying for us. Grandma uh, Morton was praying for us. Uh, Aunt Ilo was praying for us. And so this was really a, a spiritual manifestation. I think a lot of you and our listener audience, you flirted around with all these things. And some of you yeah. just kind of, yeah, they went to, they did the Ouija board. You thought it was stupid. Nothing happened. But for some of us, it's Satan's baiting them to pull that out. That's a great point. To draw them in. They have an experience and now they want to have another experience and another experience. In a little while, I'll interject a story where I had kind of a paranoid, paranoid uh, experience as well. But 
I'm talking too much right no, now. No, dude, Your you're turn. doing fine. Uh, so what does the Bible say about sorcery? Uh, first off, let's define sorcery. Uh, it's the use of spells. Uh, so it's sorcery, the use of spells, divination, or speaking to spirits. All of this is clearly condemned in the scriptures. Over and over again, Old Testament and New. And God hates it. Uh, the word sorcery in scripture is always used in reference to an evil or deceptive practice always satan going after people yes using the mystical means to do it well and because here's what happens is and he knows he knows what we like he knows what draws us in uh he pays attention to us and we know this from job right Uh, where uh god says you know if you go back and read the book of job the first four chapters you'll get it and but where god says hey have you considered my servant job satan doesn't say uh, who's Job? He knew. He knew, and was like, "Hey, what? What does he want you? I mean, he doesn't. You you put a hedge of protection about him. What's he need? He's got everything. I mean, he knew who Job was. I promise you, Satan knows who you are, yep. and and why? Well, he uses everything that we look at, we do, we say, uh, he, our private life. He hears that. He yeah, sees he knows that. about it. Yeah, and then then he uses that against us. Yeah. It's interesting in the tempt Satan is tempting Jesus in yeah. the temptation after his baptism, and he offers him uh, uh, things. If you'll bow down and worship me, mm-hmm. and uh, he offered him power, he offered him provision, he offered him protection, and Satan says, "Get thee behind me, Satan!" You know, Jesus you'll, said, wor- "You'll worship me. I'm not worshiping you." Yeah, yeah. Now it's interesting when you get involved in any of the occult activity. Mm-hmm. I like to call, you know, horoscope, Ouija board, parapsychology, mental telepathy, astral projection, black magic, any of that. I like to call it different denominations, different venues into the occult. And that's the bait, the paranormal, the, but there's a reward. Hypnosis is also. Yeah. That's where I'm going to go next. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, we're on the same there's, page. There's here. a point. Go ahead. I get, uh, I get the point. I give you okay, a point. Okay, yeah. it's four yeah. to one here. Yeah. So, uh, but this is huge. But see, Satan, there's a bait of interest and intrigue. But then there's promises he makes. There's reward for it. And he, what he did to Jesus mm-hmm. in the temptation, he does to you and I. Mm-hmm the same tactics. There's a reward for divination. You can see that with Balaam Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. I just read that yesterday. He was kind of a sort of a prophet of God that went south. And he, I mean, he went wayward, not south up and down. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I went to Virginia. (laughs) I got got the south part. Okay. (laughs) For you listeners, you now have the south part. It's wayward. (laughs) And he's he's kind of mingling, which God have nothing to do with that, but he's trying to mingle divination into uh, the walk with God. And that's why the, uh, the, person who asked you this question to ask us to do this podcast. Well, they're, they, they're, they profess to be Christians and they're messing around with divination mm-hmm. and hopefully they just don't know about it and they find out, find out about what they're doing like I did. But, I, but here's the problem. This person from my understanding is enjoying it, is drawn in, is so, so that tells me that because if you're a Christian, you can't take pleasure in this without conviction. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's no different than any other sin. You can't worship God and Satan at the same a- time. Absolutely. So if you are 
participating constantly and enjoying your participation practices, dude, I can't, I, I can't believe you're saved. To see that, that you just kind of worded out the sequence of entering into the occult. It's, it's kind of the same way, you know, G, we hear about Jesus. He died for our sins. He rose again. That's resurrection. That's very interesting because most everybody else dies and stays dead and Jesus rose. So that's interesting. And then the spirit draws us to Christ. We, he dabbles heaven in front of us, eternal life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, new bodies. Yeah. Grand reunion of love. Yeah. So he draws us in and he knocks on the door of our heart. We have to make a choice. We have to open the door of our heart. And that's kind of how it works in the occult world. It's the same way. He intrigues us. He gets our attention. He offers us these promises like he did to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, if you get involved with the horoscope, you'll be one ahead of, the, of your neighbors. You kind of, I'll tip you off on what's going to happen right. next. You won't go to the place where you're going to die. You, I'll protect you. I'll, I'll give you rewards. You'll feel You'll be popular. I'll make you, uh, I'll give you this, I'll give you that. So I want to take that, but there comes a point where you make a choice. My sister made that choice. Mm -hmm. I want to do the hypnosis right. thing because you brought it up. And it's, I remember getting involved in it. it my sister was involved in this too. She was in her, her early 20s. I was like 17. This guy was a principal in a grade school, educated, master's degree. He was deeply involved in the occult. Of course, I didn't even know what the occult was. You want to get hypnotized? I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> and uh, so you, first of all, you can't be hypnotized against your will. Right. But I was willing. Yeah, it's cool. I'll try that. And so I, I don't even go into people how we did it. But I just say we used to use a cigarette. There's all different ways you can do it. We just use the 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 light of the cigarette, uh, ash in, in yeah, the Yeah, yeah, we got it. Go on. And so he we don't want to give me. anybody any ideas. Yeah, and he hip, he hypnotized me, and I loved it. It was like a relaxation that I'd never felt before. It was unbelievable, and you can tell when somebody's hypnotized because it takes you from the conscious to the subconscious. The memory, the things that are stored in our memory, are unbelievable. That we can't, you know, couldn't hardly remember the movie The Wizard of Oz. We had to right. take a second to do it, but in our subconscious, all that stuff is there. And when you talk to people that are hypnotized, it it's so intriguing because they remember stuff that happened. Uh, and to, to real quick, I believe that that's what's going to happen when we stand before God on Judgment Day. I, you know, I never thought of that. But he's going to he's wow. going to expose the subconscious. Wow, I, that's another point, John. Huh. That's huge. I, I I never thought of that, but I think you're right. Yeah. So you're on a roll today, dude. <laughs> I'm celebrating, <laughs> but I remember um, I got hypnotized and I had my friends. Can you hypnotize me? I don't know, but I, I learned how to do it. It's, it's, it's not hard at all. And I was hypnotizing my friends. We're all party guys. All the guys would get, get her, you know, we're drinking and we're smoking weed and, you know, we're doing all the stuff everybody did back in, in my day. And they still do it today. I'm told <laughs> or maybe even more, but we we're just grooving. And, uh, we, we were, it was kind of part of what we did a lot. And it was always the guys. And one night, uh, a girl, uh, I'll just say her first name, Debbie, and she was beautiful, uh, wonderful girl. I don't know what she's hanging out with us for. But we were at this party, and she said, Duke, will you hypnotize me? I'm like, I, I'll try. I, if you want to, I'll, uh, I don't know, but yeah. And so I hypnotized her, and she, she was under the spell. Uh, she was in the trance, and we were chit-chatting, having the fun talks with her and, and all that stuff. And then one of my other friends, that was a good friend, he knew that she was hypnotized. And he told, he whispered in my ear to tell her to do something. Mm -hmm. 
And I bet you can figure out what mm-hmm. he said. Yeah, yeah. I bet tell you, her you to, can figure it out there too. Yeah, tell her to take off her clothes. Mm-hmm. Now, I did not, I do not know to this day if hypnosis has the power for that to happen. But when he said that to me, and I'd been all about this, probably doing it for six months, always the guys. Now she's hypnotizing. She's an attractive girl. Tell her to take off her clothes. And when he said that, I felt ice water go through my veins because she was a friend and she was a decent girl. She wasn't a party animal. She had values. And even though I, I was a horn toad, I, I was terrible. I had the morals of an alley cat, but I respected her mm-hmm. and I did not want to even find out what kind of power this hypnosis might have. And I got angry at him. I felt ice water go through my veins. I felt fearful. Right. And I immediately, Deb, Deb, come on back. You know, trance is over. Let's, uh, let's go back to the party. And she came out of it. And uh, then we took this guy out back and <laughs> whooped his butt. And she yeah. said, what are they beating up this guy for? And I told her what he said. She was glad we whooped his butt. Right. But you see. But think if she wasn't a friend. But yeah. Yeah. Think if she. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. So what if, see, I chose, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I never did hypnosis again. Being hypnotized or hypnotizing, I was done with it. I was not saved. This was, this was in February of 72. I got saved in June of 72. So I had paranormal experiences that were very, very real and very, very powerful. How powerful? I chose not to go there. Right. I chose, that's very important. My sister chose right. not to go there, to tune it off, to get out of there, never to go back there again. I made that same choice in February of 72, never to mess with hypnosis again. But somebody will say, yeah, but it helped me stop smoking. Hey, Jesus helped me stop smoking. Right. Well, I felt so rested. Hey, at the feet of Jesus, I have peace which passeth all understanding. So all of these are satanic substitutes mm-hmm. for what God will offer us for free, and God will bless us with us, and the enemy will use it and grab hold of us and hold on to us and blind us and bind us and ultimately will destroy us. Right. So I, mean, I think I'm running ahead here. No, but. I think I think you're, you're, you're fine because— uh, one of the things I want to point out as well on that Ouija board. So I have someone who's very close to me and I didn't ask them for permission to share this story. So I won't mention names, uh, but she was telling me how her and her husband would um, practice on the Ouija board, her and her husband and a friend. And they would, um, uh, they would send the kids to bed and they would sit down at the, t- at the coffee table at the time there were coffee tables <laughs> and they put the Ouija board out. And, uh, and so they would start on the Ouija board. And of course, one day, uh, it does its thing and it's guiding them through. And, and, uh, so the guys are, are controlling the, uh, has their hand on the, on the dial. They're that, reaching out to a spirit world. Oh yeah. 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 That's not Holy spirit. Right, right. And this is before they're saved. And so they're guiding, it's guiding their hand, you know, and, and then as the guys are moving with it, um, she's writing down the letters to keep up with it. And yeah, it's been a while, but I, I remember how it works. And, and, at, and, at, <laughs> and at some points it was so fast, she was having a hard time writing down the letters. And there was a time where um, they asked for a sign or whatever, and it fills up the water glass on the table to overflowing 
Yikes. Where it literally is pouring out of the glass on the coffee table. And it kind of freaked them out, right? Yeah. So they put it away, and then they bring it out. They do it again, and it does more. And then, and then after a period of time, it tells them to go down to the basement and tells them to draw out the, the star, right? Pentagram? The pentagram. Gee, why am I not surprised? And it tells them that if they follow... Him, mm-hmm. Satan, Satan. But they don't n- probably know that. Not, not yet. But if if you follow me, this is Satan. I will make you wealthy. Mm-hmm. Well, the the guy, the husband, is was all about making money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, always trying to figure out how to invent something or to do something. I mean, always. So, so it'll always be money, sex, or power. That's all. Right. Just one of those three. And it was or all of the above. Yeah. Or, well, this was about money. And mm-hmm. of course it would have been right down his alley. Oh yeah. Cause that was, yeah. that was his Satan thing. Knows. Satan yeah. knows. Yeah. He knows. Well, it scares them. And the wife says to the husband, we can't do this. We have we have two children upstairs sleeping. We need to protect our children. We need to protect our home. We 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 can't do this. And they they talk about it, and then they decide, hey, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, okay, we're not gonna do any more. We're not gonna go down and draw the pentagram. We're 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 gonna burn the Ouija board. Yeah, and they made a choice. They made a choice. Yes. So they take the Ouija board outside, put it in the burn barrel. Because you know I've we, heard, I've heard this many times. We used I, to I have. Already, <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. We used to have burn barrels, yeah. right? Oh yeah, amen. So they take it outside, put it in the burn barrel, and it will not yeah, burn. Amen. I've heard that. I've heard that fifty times. Will not burn. Yeah. So they keep trying to light it. It will not burn. They keep trying to light it. Finally, it lights, and when it lights, it blows a flame like twenty feet in the air. Flirting around with demons. And scared the bejeebies out of them. Yes, I've had those bejeebers right? flee from me. So so the, the whole thing is, guys, is we're talking about sorcery and witchcraft, and but this you, Ouija board is part of that. Did you see this same scenario with my sister, parapsychology, yep. myself, hypnosis, your source, mm-hmm. uh, Ouija board, it's always the same. Always. There's a demonic manifestation, and then it leaves you with a choice. What if my sister would have engaged the warlock and said, I do believe, I do believe, what's next? And that what, would be scary. What if I told this gal to take off her clothes, and she did? My flesh would have loved that. Mm-hmm. And I, my flesh would have wanted to use that hypnosis over and over again. Dude, you would abuse it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And I knew, I knew, I didn't know the scriptures yet, but I knew my nature would do that. And I knew that was evil. And I knew that I wouldn't want to live with myself and see her in school on Monday. If I told her to take off her clothes in hypnotic trance and she did, would she know that she did? I don't know. Uh, but, but that's the thing. If she wouldn't know, dude, you would do it. You'd abuse it even more and more because oh. where are the witnesses? Yeah. There yeah. are none. And, and so 
This it's is insane, isn't it? It's, when you, it's uh, a pattern. Yeah. And it's yeah, so, yeah. so, you know, Satan's not hiding all this stuff. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously he's seductive and he's a father of all lies. He's an angel of light. When I really first experienced hypnosis, yeah. I thought, this is great. I relax. I can get more rest on a two-hour hypnotic trance than I can on an eight-hour sleep. And then I can party all night and right. go for a trance for a couple hours, go back to school uh, to live to party again. I mean, the bait can, can kind of tell where Johnny and I are coming from. The bait. The bait. Yeah, you only get one point for that, John. I, I know. <laughs> he, he's trying to trying to get another point. I'm, the bait. <laughs> but think about that, the man. Bait. The bait. Because you know what? Just like when you go fishing, they always fishermen always know which bait to use for what they want to catch. And if always. you don't have the right bait, nothing. Nothing. And they know that. And, and not only the right bait, but the right bait at the right time. Mm-hmm. Right. And a different bait for different fish. Yep. Absolutely. And they know, a good fisherman knows. And let me tell you, right. Jesus sent his team out to be fishers right. of men, but Satan is also a fisher right. of men. Well, and it's different tactics mm-hmm. that we use to go fishing. If you want catfish, you don't use a bobber. Mm-hmm. Amen. Put it on the bottom, baby. You got to put it on the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. If you want trout. That's where I was at. I was a catfish. <laughs> I was down on the bottom. Yeah, but if, a you, bottom listen, if you want trout, what do you do? You mm-hmm. constantly hit the water with a fly. Yeah, and let it let it go down past that rock. They're sitting behind yep. the rock. They see it. They jump out. Oh, I love trout it's, fishing. It's, but it's a, it's always a different bait and a different tactic. Yeah, because just like fishermen know how to catch their fish, Satan knows how to catch his fish as well. And that's what we see all Old Testament, New Testament, and then we throughout already kind of- the scriptures we see it over and over again, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'll tell you right now, we're, we're going to have a part two to finish this because I don't know that we can get all this done uh, in part one. Uh, and the, the whole idea here, though, guys, is you have to understand that it, it doesn't matter if you have, uh, uh, if it's a Ouija board, because, you know, we're like, oh, Ouija boards are bad. But tarot cards. Tar- that's really big now. Tarot right. cards. Palm readings. Palm reading. Yeah. It's all the uh, same. Crystals. Yeah. It's all the occult. It's all divination. And uh, the enemy makes it look good, fascinating, fun to kind of give you strength, power, wisdom, wealth, sex, anything that's uh, our fallen nature would gravitate to. Look, even how about this? Just something as simple as you go in because you want to hear from a loved one. Yeah. And they tell you something that your loved one says you're, 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 you're captured. That's necromancy. That's what uh, uh, King Saul did and his bottomed out. He he (laughs) went to call back. Uh, Samuel. Samuel. And I'm not sure that was really Samuel. I think perhaps it was a, a demon spirit, but that's necromancy. And you can see the draw to that man. I, If I could talk to my dad and spend, I love the dude. Right. He's been gone now for about 15 years. If I could, if I could, now, first of all, I'm going to spend eternity with him. He's in heaven. He doesn't right. want to be bothered. But, and I don't think I could call my dad back. He's, he's, there's a gulf fix between him right. and I. But, um, so, Satan takes something, you know, a, a, a cherished relationship with a loved one who's gone. If you can reconnect with them, right. oh my goodness, right. what a draw necromancy well, is. And then if you take, because you have someone, if you don't know Christ or you you've you've got your passion and your love for for the lost loved one. And that is that was your anchor, that was your strength, that was your everything, and you can reconnect with them and oh talk goodness. with them. That is that's like a savior to that person. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, 
They are drawn in, they're hooked, and now they can't believe in Jesus because in their mind they've already talked to the dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's insane. People have a paranormal paranormal experience that's real and it's they cherish mm-hmm. them. Right. I I did not cherish my paranormal experience right. with hypnosis. I but where did that ice water come from? I think it was the prayers of the saints. Yeah. Well, me. and I, I think I think the ice water is the fact that God knew because God knows, God knows the beginning from the end. He knew us before we were born. He knows every decision we're going to make in life because He knows everything, uh, past, present, and future. And I think He knew that one day you were going to surrender to Christ, and that was His way of protecting you. I, amen. And I, because that's I, what I was trying to say. Well, I feel like God protected I, me through a ton of stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny, your story is so intriguing to me. Um, uh, you are a trophy of grace. You have he, this guy was subjected to stuff in his uh-huh. childhood that we wouldn't even think of bringing to a podcast no or way. to a public office. But we've talked in private, and uh, Satan was trying to just destroy you because he could see what was coming. But God's grace is sufficient. You know, the Bible says that angels, God gives angels charge over us, ministering spirits to those who will be heirs of salvation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think, you know, I look back, I didn't know if angels were real or not. I just, you know, I was getting high and chasing chasing girls, that's all. And, uh, but I look back in times where I should have been dead, times that I, I made that one decision or two that just tuned out the evil. And I do believe it was divine intervention, yep. the Holy I, Spirit, maybe angels. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'll tell you, we. this is a real world. Yeah. This is a great uh, podcast topic. Thank you for whoever it was that requested yes. this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as we go through this, and, and that's why I'm not in a real rush right now to just finish, because uh, so part one is real life. Part two is real life with the scriptures is what we'll do. The we'll, scriptural we'll, foundation. Yeah, the foundation. Um, because, because, listen, part one is immaterial if we can't uh, solidify everything with scripture. Yeah. Well, what we did, and it wasn't according to our plan, but we kind of fleshed it out because this right. is so real to us. And it's something that is in your world. You have the world of uh, Harry Potter all around you. You have a lot of mystical music. Let me throw this in because we're going to kind of... Doing yeah. it, fleshing it yeah, out, yeah. and then we'll go back and in, 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 in second podcast to really lay the foundation for the first. But I went to Bible college with the original first lead guitarist for the group Kiss. That anybody in my generation knows Kiss. Right. A lot of people don't realize Kiss stands for Kings in Satan's service. This guy, I just call his name Jim, and I won't give his last name. He was from Columbus, Ohio. Grew up in an independent, fundamental, Bible-believing a youth group, Baptist church, uh, and his parents were leaders in the church. And he was just this great uh, kid, but he was so good at guitar. Right. And in those days, they didn't bring the guitars into the church as much as we, we love them now. But it was, and so he was kind of the odd man out. He was so gifted. He started playing in a, a, a garage band and they got pretty good. And this guy knew this guy and this guy dropped out. And this guy came in next thing. He's a lead guitarist for Kiss. Nobody knew who they were, but then they kind of, right. kind of got crazier than the other groups and, and started doing all the makeup and, and all of that. And he was involved in this. And, of course, he stopped going to church. His parents were praying for him. Well, because they understood. Well, the band, and 
uh, was getting into the occult and he was like, no, that's, that stuff's kind of real, man. We don't want to, that's not good, you know? And he was that Christian guy or he, he was, he wasn't really a Christian, but he, he knew that the occult was evil and it was real. So they started going deeper and he was on his heels trying to push back from it. He was afraid of it, which was good. But when they did their, uh, they do the first take, uh, their first recording on a master and I, I forget what they call, just call it the master. And they would take, and they would just do one song at a time, and they would go to a satanic uh, worship service where they would offer animals, dogs, cats, and they would offer animals, blood sacrifices. Isn't that crazy? And literally dri- drip the blood of the sacrificed animals on the, on the, the, it was in a case, you know, a little mm-hmm. case. And they'd literally pray to Satan to bless uh, the music for the furtherance of his kingdom. That's scary stuff, and, dude. And, and, and Jim didn't think that was cool. And he ultimately dropped out. And they, they had gone up almost to the tippy top. And he made his choice. Yeah. See, that's it. He made There's his choice. There's always that line that when you cross it, yeah. there is no return. Always. And he made his choice. Now, he went way farther than ever. Mm-hmm. But when he saw how, how that was, but literally they would say the same prayers as you and I do the podcast. Lord, give us your wisdom. Lord, put your blessing on what we're doing to advance your kingdom, to help your people. They did exactly that the same sense. thing, but to Satan instead of instead of God. And uh, he he came out, and he became a close friend of mine in, in Bible college, but he made the right choice and he went on to be a youth pastor and has been a, a force for God ever since. Amen. Yeah. It's incredible. Isn't, isn't it? that crazy? But once you make cause I'm telling you, there's that line that you cross and once you cross it, there's no coming back. Mm-hmm. It just says the Lord laid it out. He knocked, Jesus knocks at the door of our heart. What do we have to do? We have, you to, have to open. Yeah. You got to make that choice. And, and Satan yeah. does the same yeah. thing. And when people get, they come to that point of choice. Now I know Jim went way further than he ever thought that he would. He thought that he was a Christian, but he realized I'm not, I, I don't love God. I say that I'm a Christian, but I, I, I hate everything, all the disciplines of Christianity, but he got saved yeah. and he got gloriously See, and that's, saved. That's the thing with why we're doing the podcast is because the ladies told me, well, our friend is saved our friend's a Christian. She's just getting caught up in this and she really enjoys it. And I thought it's one thing to get caught up in it. It's another to really enjoy it. And, and I think, okay, I just really struggle with someone being a Christian, really enjoying that because where's the Holy spirit. Absolutely. Here's what I've done pastorally. Um, when I've had this come up, many times in 44 years when I realize somebody professed to be a Christian and they're messing around in the occult, I go to them and I say, we need to have a talk. If they're seeking, they'll find. Sure. If they're not seeking, they won't find. I go to them and I say, you're dabbling with something. Well, they'll still find. It just won't be Jesus. Yeah. They'll find, they'll find Satan in his power. And I, I just confront them, loving, and say you're 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 in, you're interested in, and you're practicing, you're getting involved, you're learning about uh, s- different spiritual things. Is that correct? Oh yeah. And I said I want to sit down with the Bible and have a talk talk about it. And I've had people 
I think if they're really seeking God, at they, that grab moment, it. They, they grab, grab it. it, they grab it, they get it, yeah. and they're so thankful that I'm there, <laughs> right. and uh, they get it, and they never go back. They make their choice. Right. I've had the other happen. They make their choice. They don't even want to sit down with me. They don't want to hear it. They want to. They want to worship God. How many? Let me ask you this: Have you ever experienced um, someone that's been possessed? come into your church and then you try to cast a demon out of them yeah but we don't have time to go into any of that on this one maybe the next one this that is, i'm gonna tell you freaky man and they uh, dude yeah i I'll, got goosebumps i got one last thing i'll share we yeah, had and a, then we'll, we'll end this one and, and start and on really two. lay the foundation biblically historically but I had a young a young gal in our church. She was so gifted, beautiful young gal. Grew up in our church, good friends with my children. Uh, she uh, sang like an angel. And um, she was so gifted, and yet she didn't really connect with her generation. She was the darling of all the older people, but she just... And she, they opened up a, a, a spirit shop, an occult shop at the, at the Clifton Park Mall in, near us. And she used to go there and hang out with all of the, the occult people. And she would say, I'm trying to bring them to Jesus, man. But in reality, they brought her into the occult. Mm-hmm. I could fast forward. This girl who grew up in my church, she, ate, she spent a lot of nights at my house. She was good friends with my, my daughters. I love this girl like my own. She uh, dropped out of church, and she kind of delved into that, and she got involved sexually all over the place, had four children to four different men, married to none of them. And then um, she was confronted by her mother about uh, responsibility in, in, in turning back to Jesus. The girl looked at her mother and just shook her head and left that night, which she did every night. And the mother was caring for the final child. And this girl had the four children. She was probably only 28 years old by now. Had four kids, four different men. The last one was born in a burnout house and they there was and she wasn't even registered america didn't even know this little child was here she's a beautiful child and uh it, it, a lot of things turned up later they thought this child was uh, was bred and born to be a human sacrifice mm-hmm. cuz that still goes on yeah, today it goes man. on it goes on and we'll maybe talk about that a little bit more in the next podcast but you see, this is everyday experience for pastors. Well, and to conclude the story, her mother said, "You you have to be accountable. You have to, you have to pay your way. You have to, uh, you have to come back to church with us and just stop what you're doing." And the girl left that night, and nobody ever saw her again. She disappeared. To this day, there's no evidence that she's alive or dead. But it's hard in today's world, and they've. They've had people go out looking for her, and um, she just is gone. And that was, oh, my goodness, about 10 years ago. Isn't that, it's just crazy, but that's yeah. the, that is the satanic world, man. That's the satanic world, and it's a world that we we pastor mm-hmm. in. This stuff happens all the time oh. in our under our pastoral watches. We're trying to protect people. We're trying to educate people. We're trying to cause people to be aware, to identify, to know how evil right. this is, to know how powerful this mm-hmm. is. So a lot of you, I think our listeners can hear the passion that we have because whatever the enemy offers you, Jesus offers you 10 times better. Oh my goodness. And what Jesus yeah. says is true. And what Satan offers is a big fat lie. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, 
I am going to, uh, we are going to end that right here, part one. We will start part two. That'll follow the, the very following next week after this one will be up. But listen, the, the occult world is true and it's real. And it's evil. And it's evil. It's powerful. And Satan wants you because he doesn't want you in heaven. And what we're going to do in part two is we're going to cover the scriptures that help you to see what God thinks of uh, sorcery and witchcraft and all that's involved. So thank you for joining us. And until next time, God bless.